안녕하세요. Good morning, good morning, my dear brothers and sisters, clergy and ambassador for peace. 안녕하십니까. Today is something special day, right? Happy uh, Valentine's Day to all couples and brothers and sisters. Today, I'd like to talk about the providential history of salvation from the viewpoint of the principle from True Mother's Anthology, Volume 2. Let's start it. The providential history of salvation from the viewpoint of the principle. Only through the experience of two becoming one can we know the highest level of love. No one at all can deny this fact. Everyone has to recognize it. The ideal couple emerges from the place where husband and wife become completely one. Absolute love exists in that very place. That place of love, which is absolutely unchanging, is the dwelling place of God. Absolute sex places God at the center. And free sex places Satan at the center. Historically, the world's literature and the media have often encouraged free sex. However, from now on, you literary figures and journalists need to lead the way to stop free sex. This so-called free sex has to completely disappear. Now that you have heard the speech that my husband, Reverend Moon, and I are giving, you can change your current direction by 180 degrees, become a new person, and establish a new nation and a new world. There is no doubt that you will change. It is absolutely necessary to change this evil world. We have to transform this world. Those who are on Satan's side in this evil world do not like people on God's side. Therefore, everyone on Satan's side in the world has opposed my husband. They opposed him even on the national and world levels. However, because he belongs to God, <clears throat> God has protected him. Satan does not like him, but God does. No matter how many times the world pushed him down or ignored him, he did not care. He never went down. Rather, he came up to the highest position. Therefore, nobody can oppose him now. How could he establish this worldwide foundation despite all manner of persecution? How could he come to teach eminent world scholars and leaders? It is possible only because God gave him a special kind of power. God has protected him and directed him. And even now, God continuously protects and teaches him so he is always moving toward the way of success. Yeah, thank you. My brothers and sisters, absolute sex places God at the center. And free sex places Satan at the center. Therefore, now we must become one and take the lead into stopping free sex. Free sex has to completely disappear. Anything that is not God-centered sex is free sex. Once again, 
you need to understand very clearly, okay? Free sex is not just only chapter two issue. You need to understand anything that is not God-centered sex is free sex. Then, from the point of view, does your couple have sex centered on uh, absolute sex? Do you have free sex? Do you have absolute sex? From God's point of view, anything that is not God-centered sex is considered free sex. That's why we need to really reflect. You know, free sex is centered on Satan, centered on own, my own sexual desire. However, absolute sex, centering on God-centered, God-centered sex. That's why I'm really, again, I remind myself, do I have a free, do I have a free sex or do I have really absolute sex? My sex is really centering on God's center or centering on Satan's center. This one is very important. You know, God-centered sex. Whether it is a flesh-centered sex or spirit-centered sex. <clears throat> when your couple is having sex, you should always consider whether God is present or not. Absolute sex always centering on God-centered. Anyone who practices a life centered on absolute sex will change their current direction by 180 degrees, become a new person, and establish a new nation and a new world. There is no doubt that you will change. It is absolutely necessary to change this evil world because Toro Father has emphasized absolute sex, he has received countless opposition and persecution because of the teaching of the absolute sex. How could Toro Father establish this worldwide foundation despite all manner of the persecution? It is possible only because God gave him a special kind of power. God has protected father and directed him. And even now, God continuously protect and teach our true parents. So our true father, especially, he was always moving toward the way of success. Therefore, if we, like true parents, want to protect by God and be taught and uh, participate in, uh, in building of uh, build, uh, build, uh, building a global foundation, we must become one and love God more than anyone else. The way to become one with God and true parents is the way to be protected and taught by heaven. The place where they, where they become one is bound to be protected by God. When the body and mind become one, God will surely protect them. When a couple becomes one, God will surely protect them. Where there is unity, God is bound to intervene. When Cain and Abel become one, God will surely protect them. When we become one with God and true parent, God will surely protect us. Therefore, 
Do not pray that you will not have an accident. Please, Heavenly Father, Father, take care from the uh, please take care of me from the accident. Don't pray for things to go well. It is a law of the universe that if you become one with God, if you become uh, you know one, uh, if you, you you if you become one with God and love God, you are bound to be protected and develop. This is a cosmic principle. So just pray that you will become one with God and true parents. How can I become one with God and true parents? If there is a really clearly oneness with God and true parents, sure, 100% sure, there is a God's protection. When a mind and body become one, miracles happen. When your mind and body become one, you become a person like a true father. Can you imagine? When your husband and wife become one, they become husband and wife like a true parents. In the respect, think about how far away you are from the standard of the becoming one. That's why father said, when you have the unity between mind and body, you can see all kinds of miracles. You can, you can foresee the, your future, many things. You can meet God, you can feel God. This is the power of the unity between mind and body, like a true father. Then when we, when we think about true father's standard and true mother's standard, how far? How far is it? Then how do we become one? It is a complete self-denial. You must not assert yourself. You must completely abandon self-centered thought. Completely give up. Need to think that I belong to God. You know? That's why I need to always thinking centering on God's point of view. You need to have a, you need to see centering on God's, God's eyes. This is really self-denial. That's why self-denial begins. Our life begins from self-denial. This is the way only we really can become one with God, one with our true parents. Living divine principle, uh, again, uh, hereditary sin. Let's study it. Classification of sins. First, <clears throat> first is the original sin. This sin originated with the spiritual and physical fall of our first human ancestors. It is ingrained in our lineage and is the root of all sins. Second is hereditary sin. This is sin which one inherits from one's ancestors on account of their connection through lineage. Let's study Father's word. How can we sever the connection of lineage in all environments. The point is, how can we sever the connection of lineage in all environments? Intertwined lineage in races and in tribes, how much confusion the lineage caused. All sorts of spotty speckled flaws look like a cooperation of lineage. Corporation of lineage. Your grandfather with 10 generations can influence you spiritually in accordance with this principle of hereditary. 
So you will become depressed, irritated, and you want to crash into something. Because lineage is such a cooperate corporation, one day the original nature of your ancestors will appear day and night. You have to pull it out completely. For that reason, religions teach us, strike your body fast and go the way of asceticism. Why is that? Although they teach it to us, there is no detailed explanation why we have to do it. If they can show how much of the proportion of goodness we can promote from moment to moment based upon practical and scientific data, we can follow it. However, they don't know it. Yeah. Human sins continue to be inherited from generation to generation, right? The question is how to break this. All human beings living on the earth today are unknowingly inheriting the effects of the sins of their ancestors. Our bodies mix with the blood of the adultery, envy, jealousy, arrogance, murder, and so on. Innumerable, innumerable stains and uh, spots that uh, are unimaginable. Your grandfather with 10 generations can influence you spiritually in accordance with the principle of the hereditary. So you will become depressed sometimes, right? Uh, irritated and you want to crash into something without knowing the reason you're angry with somebody. Oh, really kind of really fallen nature. Descendants living on earth inherit the lineage of their ancestors and, and the fallen nature of their ancestors, you know, unwittingly, unwittingly comes out at any time, day or night. So how can we get rid of these things? Religions teach us to strike your body fast and go the way of the, you know, asceticism. One important thing we need to realize here is that all the fallen nature we have today and the wrong and false in lineage are all connected to our ancestors. Therefore, my fallen nature and this false lineage should not be treated as personal. This is very important. I'm, I'm telling you again. Therefore, my fallen nature and this false lineage should not be treated as personal. I myself must take up the cross and settle all of these things on behalf of my ancestors and history. Therefore, we must know that our existence is a product of history. So by treating myself as uh, historical and public, I have to settle the problems of the sin of the, all my ancestors in the past. Until now, our ancestors had never met through parents and had never heard of, heard, of, heard of them. So there was no solution. However, since we have met the Messiah, know the divine principle, and have heard the word, we know how to distinguish between good and evil. And it is said that all of these things can be settled according to our effort. Before meeting through parents, all our ancestors fell in the same spot, same position where, where their own ancestors fell. 
our ancestors uh, aggravated their sins and there were almost no ancestors who indemnified the sins. That's why we have to be responsible because they do not know anything. They do not know what the principle of creation. They do not know spiritual world. They do not know what the, what does fall means. But we are the one who know. That's why completely we. How can we sever this kind of connection of a lineage? We already know that. That's why we need to go to the the way of the indemnity and receiving blessing and always really uh, we need to pray continuously. You know, we need to do all kinds of the, you know, uh, the effort. Otherwise, how can we sever the, the connection of lineage in all environment? Well, understand my brothers and sisters, it's very important, also very important. Any sin, okay, you, for example, even you, even though you have your own personal sin, you commit sin, chapter two, or misusing money, all kind of sin. This one inherited from your ancestor, blood lineage. That's why I take it as a public. When you repent, not just as a personal, on behalf of our ancestors, on behalf of Adam and Eve, Heavenly Father, I came to understand this kind of serious situation. No matter what, I want to save the connection of the, the fallen blood lineage. You need to have that kind of determination. That's why Father said, we are the one become the ancestor. Need to solve the ancestor problem, my current issue, my family issue. Wow, our job is a really big job, right? Next. Children have to indemnify all the failures of their parents. We have to find one woman whom God needs, then Cain and Abel. Since human beings fell at first generation, they have to be restored at second generation. The second generation children have to indemnify all the failures of the first generation, their parents. The failure of parents is passed down to their children. Viewed from this principle, if children didn't indemnify the failures of their parents, the failures will be passed down over the generations and have to be indemnified through the entire tribe. In the background of the historical development, there has been such conflict and struggle. From a secular point of view, despite righteous people and conscientious people should live long, those people tend to die in their youth. Only sons die. Those who are precious, like 10 generations of only sons or seven generations of only sons, yeah. die. So since Adam and Eve fell in the first generation, they must be restored in second generation. The mistake of the, the parents, the first generation, are the responsibility of the sons and daughters, the second generation, and uh, must be indemnified. Indemnify. Parents' sins are passed on to their children. If children do not indemnify, the failures of their parents, the failures will be passed down over the generations and have to be indemnified through the entire tribe. If you look at it in the world, righteous people and conscientious people should live long, but those people go back to the spiritual world during their youth. This is because all wrong sins committed by 
their ancestors were restored in their indemnity. You know, some really good boy, good girl die all of a sudden. Why someone is, you know, uh, the birth, uh, the, the born as a cripple, uh, cripple, you know, like, uh, you know, disabled child. It's all connected ancestors situation. Their descendant need to pay the indemnity. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. All connected ancestors. That's a descendant need to pay the indemnity. Somehow you have some your own sin, your own issues. If you could not settle down within your own generation, everything passed down to your descendant. Your descendant need to, need to pay the indemnity. However, you created great, great contribution for God and through parents for the sake of the others. Then all benefit go to your descendant as well. From this point of view, I, as a historical product, must take the responsibility for my personal sin, take responsibility for the sin of the, my parents and ancestors, take responsibility for the sin of the, my tribe, take responsibility for the sin of the, my nation, and take responsibility for the sin of the mankind. We must be responsible for the wishes of God and the wishes of true parents. Wow, our unification is those who, who know true parents, how much heavy responsibility. But we are the one who need to settle down. We are the one who first know all the situation, all the problems. We are the one who resolve all kinds of issues. Can you imagine? Our job is not a simple job. Anyway, thank God, thank our true parents. We came to understand in this kind of situation very well. Today's youth ministry, where must we change our hearts? The secret to True Father's survival in Hunnam prison. True Father said that while he was in Hunnam prison for three years, the most painful time was when he had to write letters of reflection to President Kim Il-sung every day. However, True Father said that he had never written a single letter of self-reflection. Then, how could True Father survive in such an environment? It was because True Father worked harder than anyone else and forced the people around him, especially the Communist Party officials, to surrender naturally. Although True Father went to prison unjustly, True Father thought that being in prison was God's will. And he thought that serving the workers there and the people around him was serving humanity. With such a mind and attitude of an active owner, he became a first-class worker among workers and received an exemplary award every month. One of the reasons prisoners in Hunnam prison wrote letters of reflection was that they failed to properly fulfill their responsibilities. True Father was no object of concern to anyone in that respect. Rather, the prison guards were so moved by True Father that he made it impossible for them to persecute him. True Father loved workers more than anyone else, and he protected himself with the heart and performance to help others beyond the responsibilities. 
he was given. Two Father said that during these three years in Hunan prison, he never wrote a letter of self-reflection. However, he said that internally, it was a very painful time for True Father. Yeah. Uh, what was the uh, secret of True Father being able to survive in Hunan prison for three years without being forced to write a statement of self-reflection by the Communist Party in the midst of an unimagin of a harsh environment. Although True Father went to the prison unjustly, True Father he taught that he taught that being in prison was God's will. Wow, this kind of mindset is such beautiful. And he taught that serving the workers and prisoners there. The people around him was serving all mankind. In addition, Trovada Father worked harder than anyone else and made the people around him, especially the Communist Party officials, naturally surrender. Trovada thought that it was God's will to love the people and the labor given to him more than anyone else in Hungnam prison. He did not even dream of the, you know, leaving Hungnam prison and did uh, his best until the last moment. My brothers and sisters, when thinking about True Father's life in Hungnam prison, I think of the three years of service period in the military, which is one of the obligatory uh, duties of the Korean people. In Korea, the three years military service period is uh, regarded as a mandatory period. So when you think about that, you cannot find a willing heart and the attitude of the owner who loves the country more than anyone. If they could, many people have tried to avoid this military service, but they end up uh, in accident. But how did True Father pass through the life in Hungnam prison? True Father did not try to avoid any hardships and indemnity if there, are, if, there, if there were any. Rather, he thought that the, the path of the suffering and indemnity was God's will. I have also served in the military for three years in Korea, but I do a lot of self-reflection and regret. I regret so much. As I look back on how good it, it would have been if I had a thought of the service period as God's will and on, you know, uh, irreplaceable opportunity to love the country like a true father, I am filled with a lot of regret. Of course, I did my best, but I really regret that was a really great chance and opportunity. I can serve my nation through serving this military three years of life. I can protect my nation. I protect my people. I can protect my family. I can protect heavenly nation. You know, that was not, not that this much of a thinking and determination. If I if I I was this kind of mindset, this is a God's will. And the thing about the Hungnam prison, wow, 
I think uh, many things, uh, you know, uh, good things happen in my military life. Of course, I witnessed a few people and still become my spiritual children. But that is not enough. You know, not easy. Day and night, we, we need to practice how to kill the people. Huh? Wow, that was not a simple matter. But that's why everybody doing something unwillingly. That's why there is many kind of accidents. But if like a true father's mindset, this is God's will. This is a great opportunity. This isn't like a irreplaceable opportunity to love my country and serving heavenly nation. Wow, how beautiful. My brothers and sisters, indemnity is not meant to be avoided. Through True Father's Hengnam Prison Course, we learn that if it is an indemnity that we have to pay anyway, if it is a cause of suffering, we must take the attitude of an owner like a true father, not a passive one. Next. The reasons for studying true father's autobiography and the Pianghua Shenyang. Have you ever shed tears knowing true father's pain as your own? Have you ever cried? Because you felt more sadness for him the more you read True Father's autobiography. We cannot read autobiographies merely as text. As you read True Father's autobiography, you must learn about True Father's Han. Let it burst in your heart and inherit it as your own. What is the impression you get while reading the Pianghua Xinjiang? What did True Father emphasize in the Pianghua Shenyang? In the Pianghua Shenyang, God's Han and True Father's Han were mentioned the most. The reason we read True Father's autobiography is not just for the purpose of reading it extensively. The reason to read True Father's autobiography is to learn about True, Father, True Parents' wishes and Han for us. In the end, what does True Father wish for us? It is to ask for the release of the sorrow of the forlorn God. However, even when we read True Father's autobiography, we do not know that God's Han and Heart of Sorrow are written inside the book. Yeah. Have you ever shed tears knowing True Father's pain as your own? We cannot read autobiographies merely as the text. The reason we read the words of true parents is not just to read a lot, but to let true parents grieve uh, us, uh, circumstances and harm burst in our heart and inherit them as our own. The purpose of the fundamental reading is, in a word, to inherit true parents' wish and harm. In the end, what does the true father wish for us? His wish for us to free our for our forlorn God from his heart. So now we are living together with the true mother. How can we inherit true mother's really heart? And her wish, how can become our wishes? Right? However, even when we read the true father's autobiography or even true mother's memoir, 
We do not know God's heart and sorrow are written inside the book. Why is that? It is because we treat the word carelessly. It is because we don't take the word sincerely and seriously. It is because we do not know that God's heart and heart of the sorrow are contained in true parents' word. The next. When must we change our hearts? Next, one of the words that True Father said a lot in the Pyonghua Shengyang is cross over and replace. It is said to replace well at the crossover. But where is the point of intersection where we are most likely to have conflict? That place is family. Conflicts happen most often in the family. So how do you overcome the place that has the most conflicts? If there is something that conflicts with you, you must change and think about it with God's heart. It means to completely replace our thoughts in the place of conflict. We must know that if our heart is not replaced in the family, there is no place to inherit God's heart. Yes. At what, what point of the intersection are we most likely to have a conflict? That place is a family. Conflicts ha happen most often in the family. In the family, the thought of the parents and that of the husband and wife are different. The thought of the husband and wife are different from the dead of the children. And thoughts of the siblings are all different. Therefore, if done wrong, it can be the biggest conflict in the family. So how do you overcome the family that's like the crossover of conflicts? If there is something that conflict with you, you must change and think about it with God's heart. It means to completely replace our thoughts in the place of the conflict. It means to completely replace your thought with God's thought as well as the other person's thoughts. Otherwise, accidents are bound to happen and conflicts, uh, anger, hatred, and hurt may arise. We must know that if our heart is not replaced in the family, there is no place to inherit God's heart. Okay, final slide. Family is our final destination. Next, what true parents emphasize in the Pianghua Shenyang is that the family is our final destination. The destination of God's creation is the destination of our life. True parents put a lot of emphasis on this. In conclusion, we must achieve harmony in the family. Family is a very dangerous place because it is a point of intersection. Just as it is dangerous to not obey traffic signals at an intersection, if you do not know the heavenly law that puts the other person first in the family and live for the other person, conflicts and accidents will inevitably occur. We need to know that our family are points of intersection. Even the driver of the car cannot do what he wants at the intersection. Just like this, in the family, you can't do whatever you want. 
My family doesn't exist because I do what I want. We must know that a family exists because of will and true love. We must know that Satan comes to a family in conflict and that God comes to a family where there is peace and harmony. Thank you, Heavenly Honey. But the destination of the God's creation is the destination of our life. Our final de destination in, in life is our family. However, if our family is our final destination, we must first create a harmonious family, right? You know, to create harmonious family, you must first completely deny yourself and serve and think of other people first. Because the family is like a point of the conflict. It is also a very dangerous place. Just as it is dangerous to not obey traffic signals at on intersection if you do not know the heavenly law that put the other person first in the family and leave for other person, conflicts and accident will inevitably occur. In the family, you never allowed to do things your way. My family doesn't exist because I do what I want. We must know that our family exists because of the will and true love. We must know that Satan comes to the family in conflict and that God comes to a family where there's a peace and harmony. Beautiful guidance today. Today I'd like to, I, today I talk about where must we change our heart. Thank you very much. Thank you, Dr. Young, for today's morning devotion. So many things stood out. Um, yeah, you mentioned if you become one with God and true parents, you're bound to be protected. Uh, that was very resonant. <laughs> and also, uh, when you're struggling, work harder than anyone else. Just like true father in Hunnam, and in many ways, uh, kind of answers many of my own <laughs> questions. So <laughs> thank you, Dr. Young. You. With that, we're going to go on to our uh, living testimony. And today, we're going to GPA. We're hearing from a first-year on GPA, they're currently on their 21 days uh, at the Dominican Republic. So I'd like to welcome up Yu Won Huang. Yu Won Huang. Hello. Oh. Hi. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Dr. Young. My name is Yu Won Huang. I'm 18 years old and I'm part of the Salt Lake Family Church. But just as Rusfred said, I am a first year participant in Generation Peace Academy. And yes, uh, currently me and 17 other brothers and sisters are in Dominican Republic right now. And for 21 days, we'll be doing a lot of witnessing service projects and uh, planning events, really just to um, grow our conviction in the divine principle. But also with all of GPA, uh, Peru and Paraguay included, we have been working on this internal goal of represent your parents everywhere I go. And even though it's only been like six days here in Dominican Republic, I've already had so many experiences and opportunities to practice this internal goal. And yes, uh, two days ago, I'm going to share an experience that I had in an orphanage in Santo Domingo. And yeah, this orphanage uh, invited us to come and play with these uh, little girls and for uh, like five hours straight. I guess. And I don't know 
exactly what I was expecting as I, we were driving to the orphanage. But when I arrived, I was so surprised and so moved by the children. Uh, they were so bright and happy uh, and so energetic. And I guess through this experience, I realized like why children are considered to be so pure, why they're so loved. And that was because like to them as children, like it didn't matter what we look like. It didn't matter like who we are. They simply just wanted like someone to hug them. They just wanted like a hand to hold. And they just wanted someone to love them. And even so many times when we would tell them that we don't understand like uh, Spanish, but still they would so earnestly try to communicate with us. And yeah, this, is, this was a very good experience for me. And in the back of my mind, I thought to myself, like, well, maybe like these children aren't that, you know, that bad of a situation, or they seem like very happy children, like even happier than children I see in America all the time, who are on their phones all the time. But I was very wrong. Uh, I remember like, it was like the last hour of the day. And I just sat next to this little girl. And this little girl was drawing by herself something on a piece of paper. And I just came and like patted her head. Like, I didn't say anything. I just like touched her hair. And all of a sudden she just dropped her crayon and she like sat up straight. And yeah, she just wanted me to keep patting her head. And yeah, that's what I did. And I was looking at like all the other children like playing, uh, dancing and like playing sports. And then, yeah. At a certain moment, I just kind of looked at the little girl and I was so surprised to see her expression. Like, it looked like she was going to cry. And yeah, I can't find like a better word than sad. She just looks so sad. And in that moment, kind of like what your father always talks about, like, one day there will be a day when like, we don't even have to use language. We don't have to use our words to express our emotions, to express how we feel. And I could tell like what this little sister was going through. And yeah, like she knew that we were leaving soon. Like mm. GPA will be leaving in an hour. Mm. And now once we leave, that she'll probably never see us again. Mm. Uh, yeah, I felt that like so deeply in my heart and I was so heartbroken. Like, this girl, even though she's so young, she knew like this concept of being left behind, or this concept of being ab abandoned. But like more than just like seeing this from this humanistic point of view, like I could understand that God was also so sad. Yeah. Like God was making the same exact expression as this little girl. Yeah, like, that's true. He's so grieved, like, because. This girl, even though she's only maybe lived seven or six years of her life, like she's already suffered so much from this fallen, like world, this fallen humanity, human fall, mm. like war and conflict. Because many of these children are from Haiti, mm. where there's like civil conflict right now. Mm. Yeah. Like in that moment, like I saw like, like God was making that same exact expression as this li like little kid. And it's this, I can't speak their language. I only know like a little bit of Spanish. So 
but I really wanted to comfort her heart because God doesn't have a physical body. And yeah. mm-hmm. I just thought to myself and to her, like, like it's okay. Even though you're an orphan, like, even though you don't, like, you're an orphan, like, you aren't without a parent. Like, God is right there. Like, God is sitting right there with you, and he's crying with you. Yeah. Like, true parents are also there. And there has not been, like, a moment in your life that, like, you weren't loved. Like, every moment, God has always loved you so much. Mm. Like, I just wish, like, she would just know that. Yeah. And I remember, like, while we were uh, on the bus, like, leaving, I took one last look at the orphanage. And I prayed, like, earnestly to God. Like, God... I know, like, I don't even have to ask you to, like, guide this little girl. Because, like, I know you all. I know you guide all in each and every single one of these children. But, mm. so, like, like, I just hope that as GPA, as long as we fulfill our 5%, as long as we, like, truly love and give treatments, love to all, all the people that we meet, that a little plant is, seen, like, like, sold in the, inside of them. Like one day they'll realize like how valuable they are to God, how loved they are by God, and yeah, how much true parents suffer so much for them that they they have so many people like God, true mother, true father that love them so much. And I think through this experience I learned a lot about how blessed I am because even throughout elementary school, like middle school, high school, and even now, like I could always confidently say that I'm loved like I'm loved by my mom and my dad I'm loved by your parents and God but so many people in this world just can't say that they're not confident in that so yeah I guess moving forward in Dominican Republic and even like throughout my GPA years I just want to give like to give like cultivate like a heart of salvation for all people that I meet like give true love to people wow beautiful Thank you so much. Wow, you are sharing, really touch each one of our heart. You met God's heart. You experienced God's heart. I hope our all second generation have that kind of experience. How good Mm -hmm. it is. Wow, you are, I'm really proud of you. I hope you have more really deep experience over there. Thank you so thank much, you. everyone, for your thank you. sister. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Yuan. That was uh, it's very moving. Really love when you said, uh, "Yeah, this is God gives us the opportunity to sow a seed of love in the people that we meet. Hopefully, someday it can blossom." Yeah, that was amazing. Thanks for sharing.